0: family has the right to defend their land. That's how we were taught. All that believe in law and order, that's what they were taught. People hundreds of years from now might not have the capacity to imagine life on this frontier, but I'll tell you, it is a matter of survival. Every day we struggle to have enough to feed our family. That bounty comes from our land. Our land. My name is Agnes Kneefer, and my family has the right to defend their land. William Dennison and James West came fishing on our land. My sister and I were down by the creek taking a break from harvesting when we spotted them. We told them that they were trespassing. We told them that we need those fish for ourselves, and save for trampling the crops. Dennison pulled out a pistol and sneered. Five hundred such Dutchmen could not drive me off. My brother Martin was running down from the fields to help us, but when he saw the gun, he spun around and went straight to the house. Pa and my brother Jacob came down. Martin came back. This time he was holding a bludgeon and a shotgun. Pa and my brothers were arguing with Dennis and Ann West. Dennis pulled out a gun threatened my pa, and that's when the fight really started. Our three dogs were nearly ripping the two men to pieces. One of the men came at me, and I tried to prick his guts with the pitchfork I was holding, but he wrangled it away from me. As the scuffle came to an end, there was Tennyson bleeding from the head, lying in the creek, knocked out cold. And there was my brother Martin standing over him, with a shotgun in his hands, the woodstock covered in blood. William Dennison died the next night. Me, my pa, my brothers Jacob and Martin, and my sister Mary were all hauled off to jail for the murder of William Dennison. The charges on all of us were dropped eventually, all except for my brother Martin, that is. William Dennison was a popular attorney in La Crosse. The trial was such a sensation it had to be moved to Juneau County. The Nordstern, the German newspaper in La Crosse, supported Martin. They heralded Martin as a hero who was defending his family's land. But the other paper, the English-language independent Republican, was calling my brother a cold-blooded murderer. The verdict came back. We, the jury, find Martin Kniefer guilty of second-degree manslaughter. My brother was sentenced to seven years in State prison. My brother is so sweet-natured. It was hard to imagine him in such a horrible place. When Martin got out of prison, you know, he actually felt bad about what happened. He even put a limestone marker near Mormon Creek to honor William Dennison. It was a heated moment. No one blamed Martin, except for Martin. He was so sorry for what happened that day. These events took place in 1859. At the time of this incident, Martin Kniefer was 32 years old. His wife and four sons would move to Nebraska after he was released from prison. He died in 1911. A group of doctors gathered to examine William Dennison found that his skull had been fractured and the meningeal artery severed. This led to profuse bleeding inside the skull, thus putting lethal pressure on the brain. He died at the age of 37. And now I'd like to welcome in David Kranz, director of the Southwest Wisconsin Library System based in Fenimore. David was a member of the Archives Department from 2013 to 2018, and did some of the initial research for this story.
1: For the second season of Dark Lacrosse shows, we broadened our geographic scope. We knew we were not making a walking tour, and so we did not need to select events that had happened close to one another. And everyone benefits from this decision because there are some very interesting and dark tales from the history of the Greater Lacrosse area. The deadly struggle in August of 1859 between William Dennison and the Kniefel family took place a few miles east of La Crosse, a bit south of St. Joseph Ridge on Mormon Creek. Property tax records from the time helped us to identify the location of the farm. City newspapers carried lots of coverage of the story. First of all, Denison had some prominent connections. His law partner, James Linz, was mayor of La Crosse in 1859. Second, the Kniefel Daughters had had jobs in town at some point. And third, One of the daughters, in particular, had not been shy about telling her version of events, in particular telling it to the city's German-language newspaper. Misunderstanding is a primary theme of this story. Misunderstandings with a tragic outcome. Despite the fact that there were lots of German and Norwegian and other immigrants populating the country, language was a challenge, not only for the fishermen that ill-fated day, but also later in the courtroom, when witnesses were called to testify. In the coverage of the trial, some mutterings were reported after an interpreter was provided that at least one witness's understanding of English was much better than it appeared in court. There was also a question of whether the immigrant farm family honestly believed that they were allowed to defend their land rights physically. Remember, in 1859, Wisconsin as a state was only about a decade old. La Crosse County was not even ten years old, and the city of La Crosse was three. What were the laws? How were they communicated? and what understanding would foreign-born newcomers have? Wisconsin wasn't exactly the nation's frontier any longer, but it wasn't a staid New England town either. We seem to accept Wild West stories, where the ranchers and farmers shoot first and ask questions later in defense of their land. Could this incident have been something along those lines? To misunderstandings as a theme, add in a bit of possible bigotry. Dennison may have referred to the family as Dutchman, which would have been intended as a derogatory reference to their language and heritage, and the motivations driving this conflict become more difficult to sort out. It's not clear whether Dennison might have been acting like a jerk. His fishing companion's version of events, shared at least twice for judges, portrayed him as reasonable, leaping over the creek to offer to pay the family for the opportunity to fish from their land, and then defending himself from their dogs and hay forks. This is possible, and Brother Martin may have missed some of the action and then misjudged the scene as he rushed in to protect his sisters from a man who appeared to be a trespasser, vandal, and possible thief who wasn't taking no for an answer. The sister's version of events was much less charitable to Denison. It's possible the sisters were being jerks too, throwing sticks in the creek to disrupt the fishing before the incident turned ugly with only word of mouth to go on, Neither we nor apparently the judge in this case could determine much beyond blaming Martin Kniefel's actions for the death of William Dennison. In the days after the arrests, there were calls for lynching Martin, according to the newspapers. Mostly these calls came from Dennison's law partner, the city mayor. Newspapers also reported that a group of German immigrants from the Mormon Cooley area came to town to free the prisoners from jail. All the hubbub and people parading around the streets with guns convinced the La Crosse judge that a change of venue was appropriate, so the Kniefel trial eventually took place at New Lisbon in Juneau County. While awaiting trial in La Crosse, Martin and another prisoner escaped from jail, but they were returned shortly. The La Crosse jail at the time was notoriously easy to dig out of, and it may have been this escape that prompted some jail improvements in the fall of 1859. If Martin did in fact place some kind of memorial stone near Mormon Creek after he got out of prison, we couldn't find any verification of it. Denison's nephew is the source that mentioned a possible limestone marker. He told a newspaper decades later, in 1916, that he'd seen Martin, and supposedly Martin said he wanted to place a stone near the incident. But the land ownership had changed by then, and it's not certain that it actually happened. After prison, Martin married a local girl, and within a few years, they moved to Nebraska to be near other members of his family. While some of the Kniefel family moved westward shortly after the events of the story, at least one of Martin's brothers and one of his sisters remained in the area, farming in the St. Joseph Ridge and Berry Mills region for several years. Thanks for listening.